in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the patriotic Glenn Stansberry. I'm saluting you, Brian. For those about to podcast, we salute you. <laughs> Sound like Garrison Keeler there. I had the thing going on there. <laughs> um, speaking of things we have going on, Glenn, we are co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com. Gentleman.com is a patriotic, manly site. Mm. I dare say that if George Washington mm-hmm. was around these days, mm-hmm. that you know his favorite website would be mm. probably gentleman.com. I, I I I would have to think so. I imagine I got have like a vision of him with an iPad on the boat. Mm-hmm. He's got the troops, you yeah, know, going across the Hudson. I could see that. Men, we're outnumbered. We're our foe is got everything against us. But what do we have? Inspiration. That's right. Check out this tech. <laughs> it's been liked a lot. <laughs> I like that. He's right. Coming on this. Huzzah! <laughs> I would say yada, that. Yada, yada, we win the war. I would say that or Wikipedia. Oh, what? You think he would have Wikipedia up? He'd probably be checking out all the military strategy stuff oh, on Wikipedia. There you go. You know what I mean? But How- secondarily, maybe, gentlemen. You know he was Googling himself. Yeah. Yeah. What do those ladies in South Carolina think of me? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, anyway. Yeah, we'll never know. We'll never know. I would like to, though. Yeah. Someday, maybe. Someday. Maybe maybe with, you know, like the whole Jurassic Park thing, maybe it'll be like <laughs> Presidential Park. <laughs> wow. Sounds pretty degrading, actually. <laughs> until, the, until the presidents turn evil. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you're being chased. All of a sudden, you're being chased by Abe Lincoln with an axe. That's right. Mm. Warner Brothers, come talk to us. Yeah. We've got an idea. We've got treatment. Chris Scri- Pratt, Scri- come talk treatment. to us. Scri- that. Speaking of treatments, Glenn, um, if you want to hear more from the podcast, mm. which you should get treated for, because that then you have a serious problem. Serious condition. Uh, you can go to podcast.gentleman.com uh, against your doctor's orders, and <laughs> there you can listen to more episodes of the Gentleman Podcast. Uh, you can follow along this episode with the links we're going to talk about on here and a couple other things. And you can also, if you so want to get in touch with this, which I know you do, mm-hmm. uh, don't be fooling around with us. We know you want to get in touch with mm-hmm. us. Don't be coy. Yeah. Uh, you can do so by sending a letter to the Gentleman Mailbag at P.O. Box 442-305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044. We will get your letter. We will read it. That's the first step, reading it. Yes, check. Second step is to think about it. Mm. Um third step is to put it on the hall slash wall of fame which we know and love as the wall of fame Mm -hmm. and then the fourth step and the final step is to talk about it on the gentleman podcast all those four things will happen if you send a letter to the gentleman mailbag this is a great service for people uh the letter is a lost art form it is that really you know this this newfangled email slash internet thing Mm -hmm. it's gonna go away at some point yeah we're gonna be stuck with the usps look and this is this is the Fourth of July episode. When you yes. send a letter to the gentleman mailbag, you're basically supporting America. You're su- exactly. Mm-hmm. You you say I'm I'm American. I'm patriotic I'm American and I care. I'm licking my stamp. Well, you don't have to lick stamps anymore, do you? Yeah, you do. Oh wait, sometimes you do, but not really. Be careful licking that stamp. Yeah, it's probably got an adhesive on there. Might yes, you know. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that a Seinfeld episode? Where I think so. Yeah. yeah. But, anyway. Uh, yeah. N- now it's even easier. It's just you. You take the stamp off and you stick it on there, and it's already got the. It's like technology, man. Mm. It's amazing. So anyway, you can send a letter to us, and some good stuff will happen to you. Yeah. Uh, definitely good karma. Good karma. You're helping the United States Postal Service. Mm-hmm. You're sending in a, a letter that'll get talked about on the Gentleman Podcast on the Wall of Fame, and we might send you a little something back. That's right. Um. If you don't want to do that, if you don't want anything good to happen to you, then mm-hmm. send us an email <laughs> at howdyatgentleman.com. 
it never ends well. No, it's not. <laughs> then the opposite happens. Look, I don't want to get into all the bad stuff that's going to happen to you if you send us an email. But let's just say it's not going to be good. At the very minimum, a phishing scam. Yes. <laughs> all of a sudden, Glenn and I turn into Nigerian princes. It's amazing. Thank you for writing, gentlemen. Yeah. We would like to make a deposit in your account. Uh, it's totally real, fe- people. Yeah. We actually do need to make a deposit in your accounts. Yeah, or you can make a deposit in our account. Yes. Either way. Either way. It works <laughs> both ways. Either One way hand washes the other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. What are we talking about? Let's get on the next segment. Yeah, we should do that. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Moving on, we have the drink of the week. Mm-hmm. And this week I picked up the drink of the week. And this is something we've been talking about. I don't know if we've been talking about this, Brian, like off air or if we've actually talked about this on the podcast. But there is a drink. It's technically not a beer. It is a root beer. It's an alcoholic root beer. Now, normally I would turn up my nose and poo-poo such things. That's not true. I've never poo-pooed anything alcoholic. I don't think I have either. <laughs> but, I mean, I hate gin. And if somebody was like, hey, would you like a gin and tonic? I'd probably be like... You punch him? Okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we, we haven't... We've been mentioning this, and this is really... It's something that's been getting a lot of buzz. I'm seeing posters up for it at all the liquor stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, hear, I've heard a lot of hubbub about this. So I, I've, I got a six-pack, maybe. So it, it finally... Distributor finally distributed in our area. Mm-hmm. It's called Not Your Father's Root Beer. Okay. And finally came to the area. I got a six-pack and then went back to get a, to get one for... You know, it's a great it's a great alcohol for people who aren't real big beer drinkers, but mm. they still want something, you know, interesting to have. Okay. And uh, so I went back and tried to get more, and they were sold out. Everywhere in town. I called everywhere because my... I, my, my brother-in-law was in town. I was like, man, you love root beer. You got to try this stuff. Okay. And uh, But it was sold out everywhere. Wow. So it's taken over the area. I think it's probably... Well, I'll leave my speculation until after we start. Okay. I, I only enjoyed this as a consumer, not as a scholar. Mm. Okay? Yeah. Not as a right. cutthroat analyst. Mm-hmm. All right? We're going we're gonna to do right. this the right way. We're going to put it through the ringer. Mm-hmm. So it's been getting a lot of buzz. It's been getting a lot of press, but will it hold up? Yeah. Uh, I got a feeling that this is going to be... I, I, a beer snob is going to rate this just through the roof. Really? Oh, just because it's, you know, kitschy and... Okay. Anyway. So what we have, we have Not Your Father's Root Beer. It's... Um, the tagline is, Ale with a taste of spices. Okay. It's 5.9% alcohol, so mm-hmm. about the size... You know, the, the normal alcohol content of a normal beer for the most part. Mm-hmm. And it's by a small town brewery. Not a small town brewery. The brewery is called Small, Small Town. Town Brewery. Mm-hmm. But, Brian, I went to the About page. You know, we usually like to uh, read up a little bit on the brewery. Yeah, before, before we drink something that they made. Right. I feel like it's... Before we consume you it. Should, you mm-hmm. should know something about the people that are making this stuff. It's right. And I got to say, uh, the website leaves a little to be desired in terms of, you know, actual details about um, where the brewery is located. I cannot figure out where this brewery is from. Okay. I mean... I'm sure I could if I, you know, dug a little deeper, but nowhere on the website does it say where it is located. Yes, that, that is a little odd. Um, and then the about page talks about the brewer's great-great-grandfather from the 1600s. Now, just stop you right there. Great-great-grandfather and 1600s. So I'm guessing the brewer's 130? Yeah. 120? Mm-hmm. So we got a little inconsistency there. Uh, and then it goes in this whole story about his great-great-grandfather came over from a ship in England and he was a gambler and he won this brewery in a gambling, you know... In a card game. In a card game. And the, uh, you know... And then he started brewing... He, so he started brewing and he sold all this beer to the the ship's uh, blah, blah, blah. It, it would, it would uh, you know, be consumed on the on the fleets. That he, the fleets that he commanded. So not only was he a gambler, he was... He had a fleet of ships and he won a brewery. And it, anyway... Um, my my BS meter was like pegging yeah. the red. This you know this story sounds frankly this sounds made up. I don't know who's in charge of this brewery because they don't say who they are. Tim Kovac. Tim Kovac. That's the only name. Okay, buddy, don't make up stories like this to sell your beer. It's already doing fine. Look, good beer 
should be able to sell itself. Right. You don't need the stupid story, okay? Right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this guy's great-great-grandfather was really superhuman and lived to be 120 years old. I kind of doubt it. Mm -hmm. I also kind of doubt that he won a brewery in a card game and then became a somewhat successful brewer. Yeah. And then, so this, so to further the story, blah, 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 this current brewer has taken over, you know, the family name. Yeah. You got this rich family tradition of brewing. Right. In nowhere, USA, Mm -hmm. that we can't figure out where they're from. What I think is really happening is, Brian, like a lot of these craft breweries that spring up out of nowhere, they um, just outsource the brewing to a bigger company. You know what it is? It's that company that does all the stuff for everyone. Probably. (laughs) We talked about two episodes ago. Probably. Uh, So... It's a little okay. That kind of cheeses me a little bit. I'm yeah. not gonna. I will. I won't lie, Brian. I will try to be unbiased. But okay. that's gonna that's gonna weigh on me a little bit as I as I take a sip and ponder. Well, how I feel about this. I, beer, I feel this like beer. I feel like it's a little weird because they talk about this brewery, this small small town brewery, um, and they only have three beers: uh, root beer, root beer, and root beer. Hmm. Two of those are seasonal, limited edition. <laughs> So they sell three different kinds of root beers. Maybe they actually make it on his great great grandfather's ship, and so the space is limited. Okay, that they have that. to go. You have to live on a port town to get. Right. Yeah, this is well, a load of oh, crap. Dude, her, uh, the, his grandfather, his great great grandfather, is a vampire. Oh, see, that must be what it is. Yeah, gotcha. The undead yeah. is mm-hmm. brewing. Okay, that yeah. would explain a little bit more. Okay, so that all makes sense. Why didn't you say that? I guess you can't probably say that. Yeah, that's what the okay. That, there are laws for these yeah, kind of things. This, okay, that makes sense. Um, all right. So anyway, so right. So this is brewed by the undead, um, and delivered on a pirate vessel mm-hmm. that's over you know five hundred years old, mm-hmm. four hundred years old. Um, makes sense now. Okay. okay. So we got the history out of the way, the backstory, which yep. there is none. Mm-hmm. What what do we? This is a root beer. It's hard, you know. Yeah. What, what do we? Let's. This is a little different for us. So we're gonna have to adjust the scale accordingly. Yep. The price is pricey. This is ten fifty for a six pack. Wow. So, um, yeah. That's not your miser's root beer. <laughs> that's for sure. Right. The the label on the beer is pretty cool. It's got it's, it's a nice the old marketing timey job. Kind of stuff, you know. It's a good. It's I'm a good skeptical. Market. Let me just say I'm going into this pretty skeptical. All right. Well, as you should, Brian. That's yeah. what that's what they pay us for. When I when I first heard about it, I was all excited about it, and now I'm now I'm like after all this this presentation and everything, I'm a little bit weirded out by it. So on the, on the root beers, yeah. Do they have two different? Basically, one's twice as uh, alcoholic yeah, as the other. One's got ten percent alcohol, which sounds like it would be terrible, and that's the limited edition one, right? Uh, it's a twenty-two ounce. 22 ounce this this is a terrible idea 22 ounce 10.7 percent alcohol root beer man that's not that's not a good idea in any way shape or form okay well all right well anyway let's 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 pop these open i haven't tried this yet okay so i i'm interested to uh have a look-see thank you sir okay so, 5.9% alcohol by volume, $10.50 for a six-pack, zero IBUs. And not really beer. Not really beer. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, it is. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good after all that. Hey, I don't care if it's brewed by a vampire. Yeah. It doesn't matter. There's no garlic in it, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, so it is. it tastes just like root beer. Yeah, it does. It tastes like a... You don't know yeah. there's any alcohol in it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's... It's pretty good. It's root beer. Yeah. You're drinking a root beer. Yeah. So I will tell you, um, I had this... So I had one, I was like, this is really good. And then we opened another one and used it for root beer floats. Oh, yeah. That was really good. <laughs> it was awesome. So... <laughs> But yeah, it's really sweet. Mm. It's just, it's root beer. Yeah. It's got a little bit of a weird aftertaste, but what do you expect? I mean, it's alcoholic root beer. There's, there's, but I mean, you can barely smell it. You can barely smell the alcohol. Mm-hmm. They did a good job. I mean, this guy's a good liar. It's probably just yeah. root beer. Yeah. <laughs> probably. You know, I don't feel anything. I left the, it's 0.59% alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> um, and by alcohol, I mean sugar. 
Um, maybe it's five point nine percent sugar. Sugar be alcohols. Sixty nine percent sugar. <laughs> that is a little bit closer. Yeah. So yeah, very sweet. Um, I, man, I like it a lot. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, it's it feels wrong rating this, at pitting it against other beers. Yeah. You know this what I mean? is kind of in a class by itself, basically. Right. I don't mean that in a particularly positive way. I just mean logistically, it's in a class by itself. Right. Because there's nothing else you can compare it to. Right. We're not going to compare this to, you know, like maybe a, Zima. A Zima. <laughs> I don't know. Can't do that. It's yeah. extinct. That's true. Um, yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, okay. Well, I guess we're just going to have to, you know, let the MTS do its thing. What What is your What is your take on this? What is your score that you would give this? This beer. Uh, um, I've Root only beer. had, jeez, uh, I've only had a sip of. I've, one other time, I had a sip of a alcoholic root beer, mm-hmm. and it was like in between. I was already drinking a beer, so it tasted really bad. Yeah, you know what that I mean. Would make it weird. So I, I don't know. I have nothing to compare this against. Um, I'm glad that we're reviewing it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say because I will. These are the negative aspects of this beer. Yep. You. You can't drink more than one. Yeah. Unless you really like sugar, because mm-hmm. it's really, really, really sweet. Um, uh, and if you like the taste of alcohol, you don't really get it. Yeah. Um, so you really just drink it a root beer. Yeah. So I will say that. But again, it's refreshing. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would... Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm still I'm still formulating... I mean, I don't think it's quite worthy of an eight. I guess this is yeah. so weird to rate it because, again, mm-hmm. it's not beer, but it is. Yeah, I, I would say probably mid to high sevens. Yeah, that's kind of like where s- I'm at. Seven six, seven seven. I was at seven six. There we go. That's where I was. Yeah. I, so I will formally say a seven seven. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, I was gonna give it a seven six. I I think it's good, but I, I, like you can't. It's one of the, you definitely can't have. More, well, I'm gonna try to have more than one. <laughs> uh, the other note is that I will leave this for you, Brian. You can have yeah. you can have the other one. I got three of them, and then I got three chasers, basically, because <laughs> I knew this was going to be sweet. Uh, so I have um, con- con- Concilium Pale Ale by Renegade Brewing Company, which I've never had before. Okay. Yeah. So we'll just maybe make a mention of it. Yeah, well, maybe we'll review that in the future. Mm-hmm. But you're probably right. By the time I end up this finish up this bottle, I'm probably going to need something else. I'm like so. halfway through this, and it's. Just starting to beat me up. Yeah. Um, um, okay. So I was gonna say seven six. So you said seven seven. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's uh, let's feed this into the MTS computer, and I'm pretty interested to see what is gonna shake out from this. So we said ten and a half dollars for a six pack, which is on the pricey side. Mm-hmm. Um, we said it was five point nine percent alcohol. Yep. And basically zero IBUs. The IBUs don't exist for this. So uh, okay, let's let's sit back and let the uh, MTS computer work its magic, mm-hmm. and we'll have the official MTS score, empirical scientific score for this root beer. Oh, it's spicy! You, I don't really taste any spices. Just it gets, uh, it gets, it builds on itself. It's like uh, salsa, you know, like you yeah. have hot salsa. You're like that's not so hot. Yeah, and then you keep eating. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> man. Uh. All I just taste is the sugar. Yeah. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, here's the printout. Just printed out here. Uh, the MTS computer officially says, with its stamp, 7.65. Wow. So. Whoa. Yeah. That so, is unforeseen. Yeah, that's, well, you know, it, it, the MTS does its thing. We just, we're just bystanders, basically. Hmm. You know? So, anyway. All right. So, what is, uh, what did we, we took a, a little trip on over to beersnob.com. Mm-hmm. Brian, um, what do they what do they have to say about this? And I think before the show, before we not before the show, before we rated this, I said I, I had a feeling that they were going to rate this really, really high. Mm-hmm. That hunch turned out to be okay because <laughs> they've given it a ninety five. Wow! Or wow. if you converted that, let me do a real quick conversion. Uh, that's a uh, that's a um, a nine point five. Uh, oh, on mustache the MTS. Wow, that would so be a super high score. That would be like two beers scores mm-hmm. put together. Yeah, um, it's not beer. No, it's not. It's root beer. Mm-hmm. It's alcoholic. You know, it's the today's Fourth of July. Uh, it's festive, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be good to have outside. You know, shooting fireworks, all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. it's not going to be a, a staple in my no probably rotation. Not. So flash in the pan. Apparently, beer snob thinks that this brewery is from Illinois, United okay. States. So it's in this small town called Illinois. Mm. 
somewhere in the United States. I believe that's pronounced Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. Well, there you have it. That's the uh, that is the segment that we like to call the drink of the week. The drink. Of the but week. Uh, you should check it out if you want something sweet and a little bit unique to to sip on. It's definitely one that you need to try once. Yep. You know what I mean? It's, and then it's don't good. ever try again. Yeah. Um, anyway, Glenn. Let, yeah. Let's let's move on to some interesting posts from gentleman.com in the last week or so. Uh, Glenn, we this uh, we're gonna kick this thing off with uh, our professional poster Razorback. Mm-hmm. He's a pro. He's on payroll. It's basically like um, you know Russell Wilson's negotiating his contract right now. <laughs> I don't want to give him too much credit because I don't want him to come right, right, try right. to like get the contract renewed and everything. He's gonna like go that. over Reddit. I think what he's gonna do is gonna get insurance for his typing fingers <laughs> in case something goes wrong and that way he can make it through the end of his his contract cycle. Do you insure the thumb? Or the thumbs? You could use nubs or your toe. I think for that. so. So you know. All but right. anyway, all right. Well, let's not get into that. But mm-hmm. anyway, the post. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 point is, Razorback posted this thing, and it's called Lexus reveals real time hoverboard powered by magnets and superconductors. And uh, this is this is this is something that won't go away. Hmm. Ever since the hoverboard. Controversy of Tony Hawk, Christopher Lloyd. <sighs> Those bad <laughs> broke my heart. It, it broke my heart. Million pieces. I wanted to believe so bad and hovered all over them. And yeah, back all back forth, <laughs> reverse, up and down, forward, yeah, exactly. reverse forward uh, with their fake hoverboard. Um, <laughs> and here Razorback is again, sending putting up a link about another hoverboard. The audacity. Mm. He's poking the bear is what he's doing. It's terrible. I he's told, poking the bear. In the comments, I said, not again. I want to believe so badly. I'll believe anything. Right. So anyway, the point is, Glenn, Lexus put out this video, and the point of it was basically like, everybody's failed to make a reasonable hoverboard so far, but we totally nailed it. Oh. And they do a short little video that's super hype-inducing. Mm-hmm. The, just throwing it out there, and it's like whoa, hovering. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last second of the video, the guy puts his foot on the hoverboard. And then it cuts. You know what I mean? Just like... Which means, no, there is no hoverboard yet. Yes. Sort of. That might be true. But the... Uh, so, so anyway, I, I watched the video and I was like, hey, this is Lexus. That's a legit company. Right. Maybe this is real. But right. can it be? I've had my heart broken. I don't know what to think anymore, you know? Hovered all like, over. Like, yeah. So I just didn't know what to say about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but subsequently, people have looked into this. Okay, our best men have have been on the streets, delving into this issue to find out for sure if this is actually a legit thing. And supposedly, this is a legit thing mm. with several caveats. Okay, um, the hoverboard is powered with magnets and semiconductors, but the problem is the semiconductors need to be cooled by liquid nitrogen at a temperature of like. Negative 350 degrees Fahrenheit. Let's convert that to Kelvin here. That's, uh... <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's that. And so no one knows how long you can actually hover. But that temperature has to be maintained by liquid nitrogen the whole time. Lexus says about this, they say, Ah, but yeah, it's not that big of a deal because liquid nitrogen is actually really cheap to buy. So it's no big deal. Uh, and the other caveat is in the video, they show the guy, basically he's in a skate park. And he's just using this hoverboard on, like, a normal skate park. Uh, but it turns out there has to be specific metal railing very close to the surface of the surface that you're hovering on. So you have to install metal railing in order to use this thing in some place. So not really a hoverboard. <sighs> sort of. So let me get this straight. You have to install train tracks. Yes. To use the hoverboard. Right. On the train tracks. Yes. And you have to have liquid nitrogen. I guess that is a lot like Back to the Future 3. It is. Yeah. yeah. And the liquid nitrogen thing's almost like the plutonium. Like you, <laughs> you got to get a hold of a bunch of liquid nitrogen. Yeah. You know? I wanna, I wanna, I'm going to show up in your backyard and like start rooting through your trash. <laughs> pouring Lynn. in like empty beer can, banana peels into the... What's wrong with my kids? <laughs> <laughs> Morning. Oh. Well, raise it back. You've stoked the fire yet again. Indeed, indeed. And I applaud and <clears throat> am upset with you about it. That's what makes him so good. Mm-hmm. 
He's just yeah. Well, anyway. All right, Glenn. Well, I, let's not let's not get too. Let's hope that it's real and that it gets developed to the point. Hey, maybe it's just V one. <laughs> so maybe they're just working on just knocking out the kinks. Like yeah, it has like to hovering. Have, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has to have rails and liquid, liquid nitrogen now. But maybe in the future it will be like gasoline. And some paper clips. And who doesn't something. live near train tracks? Yeah. I mean... That's true. I've got some train tracks around... I mean, the other side of town. Completely safe. Yeah. The kids will go nuts. Yeah. I might want to avoid trains. Right. But, you know. Man, this... Not your father's root beer is kind of settling a little heavy here, Brian. Mm, it is indeed, Glenn. Okay, so what are we talking about next? All right, well, next tack was posted by a real a-hole. Mm-hmm. And his name is Glenn. Yeah. And... He posted this link, mm-hmm. and it's called. It's actually quite awesome. It's called Idaho Man using pa- using paper tiger. Idaho Man using pet tiger to hunt deer. Mm-hmm. And yes, I posted this. Yes, I will own it, and it is amazing. It is amazing. In Idaho Falls, there are reports of uh, two winter campers that watched. Um, this must have been. This is in November of last year. Mm. Um, they received a shock when they saw a Siberian tiger chasing a deer through the woods in eastern Illinois. Or, excuse me, eastern Idaho. Th- they said the deer and tiger were in this chase, and they looped around a couple times, and the tiger brought the deer down. Then, to their surprise, if it wasn't a surprise enough, seeing a Siberian tiger chasing in a deer. Idaho. In Idaho, chasing a deer through snow, mm-hmm. um, a guy rolls in on a snowmobile. Uh, sets up a floodlight and starts dressing the deer, and the tiger goes over to him and and he's like sweet like oh yeah he's sweet talking to tiger job. oh I love you so much <laughs> and the tiger's licking his hand and all that stuff yeah and the campers have no idea what to make of this mm. anyway mm-hmm. um, so apparently the the local um, I, the Idaho fishing game they have officers on the case and they're trying to track this down they heard yeah. several reports of this so, serious business I mean you got a Siberian tiger on the loose. Yes. I don't know if this guy's seen Grizzly Man, but you can't trust these exotic animals. Uh, no. And the article also has an infographic on states and the the private possession of exotic animals. Mm-hmm. And how it's very it's very uh, authentic. and um, Yeah. So there's only like six states that allow you to have exact, exotic animals without restrictions. Yeah, and it looks like we have a partial ban in Kansas here. Yeah, so we can't we can't be having Siberian tigers, I don't believe. Idaho, on the other hand, let's see here. Uh, looks like you have to have a license or a permit. Um, oh. Well, wait a minute. So you can get a Siberian tiger. You just have to go down to the DMV. Oh, never mind. A- I'm sorry. Idaho has no... Yes, exactly. You go to the DMV. But- yeah, and they, you get like a driver's license, and then you get your Siberian mm-hmm. tiger permit. So Idaho has no restrictions. Um, which is good because that's what this was. Mm-hmm. Um, if it were real, yes. Uh, it turns out after I posted this, uh, a couple of people so far have said, "Glenn, you idiot! Uh, <laughs> this is fake." And when I was reading it, I will say I was like, "These quotes seem a little too convenient." Yeah, it was, seemed really odd. The story, seems the way a it was put bit, together. Yeah. Um, and also, but I wanted to believe it so bad. I know. I wanted to believe it so. I know. Bad. Uh, and yeah, so it's bad. We posted this on Facebook as well, and lots of people have liked it. But unfortunately, again, yeah, somebody points out that Oglin it's fake. is Oglin's getting blasted. The local news media dug into this because they are getting a lot of people questioning the local wildlife department about this whole thing. <laughs> and uh, anyway, it turns out that it's absolutely fake, uh, and it freaked out a lot of people. It's like a War of the Worlds moment for these local Idaho <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah. Um, the article quotes a fish and game officer named Nudson, which they assured the uh, local TV station that there is no officer named Nudson that works for the fish and game department in uh, in that area. So, definitely fake. Son of a... And the site um, should include me in a little bit. The site is called Stupid with two Ps. You know how The Onion, they make it pretty clear that everything's satire? I, I looked, yeah. And uh, Stupid, this site that it's from, makes no attempt to say that this is a satire. I would say it's stupid. It, it, it's adhering to, you know, stupid is as stupid does. <laughs> yeah. All right? Well, to I quote think... quote a theologian and... Theologian. I feel like... Uh, <laughs> philosopher. I feel like they are... Getting a lot of benefit 
mm. out of the stuff that their their stories are somewhat plausible, but ultimately hoaxes. I was telling Brian before the show, why not have a manly satire site? You know, like that's kind of what gentleman is. That's true, <laughs> but I'm saying we do the ma- like we could actually, you know, like I was saying, you know, man does ten thousand push-ups and his arm falls off, right? Um, you know, something like that, mm-hmm. and then have a pic. You know, we could we could do this. A picture of yeah can happen. Yeah, I think I think it could be a big deal, mm-hmm. um, and we won't tell anybody it's satire, right? Um, we could put it in the fine print. There have been some big time uh, sites that have started that way. Brian. That's true. That's the true. whole satire route's quite. Maybe we could end our site that way. <laughs> Go down in a burst of glory. Oh, we would never do such a glory. thing. I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could do a, a hoax site like that. It doesn't seem. It doesn't seem legit. I yeah. I, I don't know. So it's awesome, but it's not. Yeah. So nobody it's awesome actually until it's fake, right? And then it's not anymore. That's a lesson today, kids. Mm-hmm. All right, routing out the text this week is added by our good friend Zombie Cat Bacon. Uh, possibly the most unique name on Gentleman, but for good reason, because this guy posts some insanely interesting stuff, and the, and this article is no exception. It's titled, The Best Wh- Whiskies for Your Money. And it's another article by a little site called Thrillist. And mm. I think last week we featured an article by Thrillist. As whiskey drinkers, I, I feel like, and maybe this is just me, maybe I'm projecting, but I feel like I just kind of go to my mainstay, right? Most of the times, I want to just—I want to just get a Maker's Mark or you know something that I know, mm-hmm. and because you know branching out is costly, right? It's not like buying a six-pack of beer. It's risky. It's, it's a big ve- risk. It's very risky. So this little article talks about you know whiskeys that are that taste great, but you don't have to break the bank for. Um, and so there's there's fourteen here. They say it's 14 whiskeys that won't break the bank, but I have to say that many yeah. of them are over $50. <laughs> One of them's over $100. Yeah. I I mean, $100 isn't going to break my bank, but that's a lot of money for a bottle of whiskey. It's going to break my uh, money Marriage? I set aside for you. Yeah. <laughs> you what? Um, yeah, it definitely breaks my alcohol budget. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I've not heard of a lot of these. It seems like the, as the article scrolls down the page, you get more pricey uh, hooch. Um, but starting off, they had Old Forester Classic 86 Proof. Which was in the other, the one we talked about before. Right, which was in the one we talked about last week, which is, a, which is it's good, right? Mm-hmm. Is, have, you, have you had that one? Well, I haven't had it yet. Okay. We talked about that. I'm going to work on it. Um, I've not heard of Collingwood. I've heard of that one, but I don't know very much about it. Okay. It's a, I guess it's a Canadian whiskey, so that would be why. Yep, there you go. Collingwood. It doesn't exist to me. So. <laughs> Dead to you. Uh, Knob Creek, obviously a staple. Yeah. Good stuff. That was on the list, too. I want to try that one again. Woodford Reserve. It's, Woodford's good. Yeah. Yeah. But after that, I'm lost. Wild Turkey Russell Reserve 10-year-old? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not, $45? I'm not going to buy Wild Turkey for $45. <laughs> It goes great with chocolate and malt balls. Malt balls? <laughs> chocolate and malt balls, Glenn. He, he crows. I'm not crowing anything about malt balls. Mal, you know what malt balls go good with? Uh, Nothing. It's a trick question. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, Kubokan. There's a lot of special characters in that name. $48. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not really cool with this list. I think we need our own list. And it ha- it has to be the the rule is if you say that it's the best for the money, it has to be under thirty five dollars. This is a good idea, Brian. Why are we letting Thrillist look? Look, first of all, I want to say this is I, I really appreciate Zombie Cat Bacon for posting this because this yeah. is good. Mm-hmm. It's a good list. Yep. But we don't agree with it. Well, just the second half. Of we it. don't agree with the second half of it. The first half's good. If they would have stopped at. Collingwood. No, there we go. If they would have stopped at Old Forester, the second one on the list, I would have said okay. So what? What? What about this idea, Brian? What if we had a way to let gentlemen members create these lists? You know what I'm saying? Not really. Why let Thrillist have all the fun? We need our members to weigh in on this. That's true. It's true. I believe. I believe that'd be a, a far better. Uh, um, 
the word I'm looking for? A far better... A more balanced list, a more a list with more uh, rounded opinions. Yes, that's it. Uh, I feel like whenever we when we when we have comments about alcohol and things like that on the site, mm-hmm. I feel like these people know what they're talking about. Yeah, I don't feel like some schmo just went out and wrote an article because he's paid to. Mm-hmm. These people live it and breathe it. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's true. Uh, that, 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 that's what I'm saying. That's it's all true. I'm saying here. Okay. But it is a good article, and it's good to be exposed to things that are outside of my wheelhouse. Yeah. I may have to pick up some of these. I probably won't pick up most of them, but I might pick up an old Forester or a Knob Creek. I kind of have a thing with getting things that I can't pronounce. Yeah. It makes it hard for me to... I don't know. I don't feel good about it. Mm. But I digress. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to do some old Forester because it's popping up on... Mm-hmm. All these lists. Still, this list. Mm-hmm. Again, this list is titled "The 14 Absolute Best Whiskeys for Your Money," mm-hmm. and Old Granddad is not on this list. Yeah, which means it's basically flawed. it's completely in, not <laughs> credible in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> well, so that's your opinion, Brian. Well, and mine too. And I think uh, the discerning, discerning whiskey drinkers' opinion and makers' mark. Yeah, Maker's Mark is a oversight as well. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, we you know they have their list. Mm-hmm. They can they can they can publish it if they want. Mm. We can't control that. No, we can't. And they did. But what we can control is who we toast this week, Glenn. That's true. And uh, this week we hit for the gentleman toasts. It's Fourth of July. Mm. Tomorrow. Today. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's the 4th of July. Tomorrow it's the 4th of July. Yeah, it really is tomorrow. It's the 3rd of July today. And uh, <laughs> Saturday, July 4th. That's right, because yes. this is Friday. Yes. Friday the 3rd. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> anyway, Glenn, I was thinking, of, I was trying to find a, a patriot, some real-life American hero. Mel Gibson. To, <laughs> to, the yeah. patriot. That, it did come across. Okay. Yeah, I thought, I thought you, know, right. Mel, you know, Mel Gibson. He's Australian. That's true. I'm so sorry. Anytime I bring up Mel Gibson, nothing good comes of it. Uh, so anyway, I was trying to find a true American hero. Yes. Glenn, and uh, I found one right around the corner in our wheelhouse. In our neck of the woods. Just down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little guy. I say a little guy. A giant of a man. He's a giant of a man. I don't know how tall he was. But. I don't know, but... As far as his legacy goes, giant man, uh, Ike Eisenhower from Abilene, Kansas, just down the road, um, a legendary figure in the United States of America, Mm -hmm. former Allied commander in Europe, former president Mm -hmm. of the United States. And one hell of a model American. That's true. Um, And I just thought it was cool. He's, you know, he's right down the, he's from Abilene, Kansas, just right down the way. Um... And you look at his list of achievements this guy mm-hmm. rattled off in like a 20-year period. It's pretty incredible. Um, he was the 34th president of the United States after serving as the Allied commander. And not only was he a president and Allied commander, he also attended West Point, um, graduated from West Point, of course. Is that like um, something prestigious or something? Yeah. I don't- but he, he also launched the interstate highway system. He... Mm launched DARPA, which led to the internet, and he launched NASA. That's that's quite a few feathers in his hat. Uh, It's a consensus among experts that he is considered one of the best presidents of all time. I, yes, I I would agree. By the way, I I looked up his height. It's 5'10". Oh, 5'10". Or 1.79 meters. Okay. So, he was about average height. But he was a giant of a man. Well, I mean, just think about the guys. Con- I mean, it makes me feel like crap. You know, here's this other guy from Kansas. No, Brian, you can't do this to yourself. Uh, Allied commander, president, invents the internet, basically, the highway system, uh, and NASA. We've talked about this. You can't let this get to you. <laughs> My, yes, uh, he was a president. Yes. We like Ike. Yeah. All right. Big time. But can. have you ever been down to the to Abilene to, to see the stuff that they have there? It is. I've only driven through the town. I've never actually stopped and 
Gannard at the... Uh, well, how far is that from your hometown? It's about... It's probably like an hour and a half drive, I want to say, okay. something like that. Um, I've been there a few times. They have some uh, They have some good... I don't know what other presidential towns are like where they have the exhibits and stuff like that. It's, Independence, Harry Truman, oh, which is okay. over there. They have a... They have I some been stuff, there. but it's the yeah. presidential library and things like that. That's what the Abilene one is. Okay. It's, it's not. They have a little museum and stuff like that, and it's it's definitely worth seeing. But um, you know, I, I think I've, I haven't been there since I was a kid, and I didn't really understand what what it was and everything like that. Yeah. But I remember. I think I have a bought like a we we like Ike we like Ike from uh, from the gift store or whatever. Nice. And I think my mom actually had some original we like Ike wow um, buttons from back in the day. It's pretty cool. Yeah, he was. He he had the benefit of, you know, he was considered one of the best presidents of, of our history. Mm-hmm. He had the benefit of being the president during the time where, um, we uh, there's a lot of prosperity. So we yeah. came back from the war, really ramped up, uh, you know, production in uh, economic production basically, and so there's a lot of a lot of money to be to be moved so he was able to start things like NASA and things like that but yeah the best thing i was a, i was a history buff all right a history major mm-hmm. in college and i can say that probably the best thing i did was the the highway system yeah if you think about it that was crazy how much time and effort it took to build but because he did that um, the automobile Kind of domino effect, right? The automobile was able to. It was kind of a kitschy, uh, not a kitschy thing. It was kind of a you know, it it didn't have as much use as it did when they re- opened up the highway system. Basically, now you could go places in the automobile much faster and more efficiently. Mm-hmm. Anyway, changed pretty, the landscape of America. Basically. Literally yeah. changed the landscape and how we you know travel and and things like that. So, legendary Route sixty six. Yeah, it's true. Pretty cool stuff. Well, um, it's a tiny little tribute on the Gentleman Podcast to Toast, mm-hmm. but uh, the U.S. would not be as it was without this guy. We would not have Gentleman nope. without this guy. Nope. So, anyway. We sure wouldn't. Toast to uh, Ike. We like Ike. Proud Kansan. Proud Kansan. Amazing president. Yep. True... Patriot. Patriot. Yes. He's a patriot. Okay, Glenn. It's time for the... Um, Hot... Mud- <coughs> Buddy! <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> a little tickle there. Oh. Topic. Topic. Um, and you pointed out to me before the show started that there is a sequel of a famous movie... Coming to theaters in the not-too-distant future. Coincidentally, the name of the sequel, Brian, is all about tomorrow. It's true. And that was a metaphor. It's all about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the movie is Independence Day 2. Mm-hmm. Now, Brian, this movie is going to be starring uh, much of the original cast. Much, but not all. Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Check. Uh, Bill Pullman, the president. Check. Mm-hmm. Okay. Vivica Fox, the stripper slash uh, wife to be of Will Smith. Okay. Um, maybe the little kid, Will Smith's little kid. I don't know. I didn't. I I was checking through IMDb. I don't know where he, what he's doing. You know, fifteen years later. I don't know. He's probably he's in his twenties now. Okay. Uh, and that's about all I could you know figure out. Mm. Piece together. No Will Smith, though. But no Will Smith. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's directed uh, by the same guy. Yep. Uh, written by the same guy, sort of, with help from other people. Uh, I really hope this isn't a Dumb and Dumber 2 type yeah. scenario. Oh, gosh. Um, so what do you think about this, Glenn? Independence Day is obviously a cherished uh, and much-loved and lauded film from the 90s. I watch it every year. Mm. I love it. Yeah. I love that movie. Right. I think for me, I know this is going to sound terrible, but for me personally, because that's when I, that was like junior high, Mm -hmm. late elementary school, early high school, 
that was like the golden age of movies for me. Right. Had a lot of really good action movies come out. Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, Men in Black. Yep. It's all those digital Independence effects Day. Movie. Right, yeah. where they peaked. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I this is Twister. close to... This, yeah, Twister, exactly. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is close to my heart here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If Will Smith's not going to be in it... It seems kind of weird without Will Smith. I love Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Right? That's good. Bill That's, Pullman? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhat believable as a presidential character. Yeah. Well, he was in. What was the other pre- movie he was in when he was a president? Um, oh, Dave. No. No. That's that wasn't him. No. Who's Dave? Oh gosh, never mind. Yeah. Not Dave, but he kind of looks like the guy who played Dave. What is his name? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I kind of feel like this is a bad idea. Mainly because most sequels are a bad idea. You know? I think that uh, Hollywood, they're, they're dipping into the well. Going back to the sequels. well. Going back to the well. And they're taking it all the way down. Over and over and over Scraping again. Scraping the bottom. And then at some sometime, it's going to come up dry. And this might be one of those times. Uh, I feel like it's trying to recreate. I mean, you can't... The, the, the whole reason that... The, Independence Day is still popular is because it represents a time when flawed movies like that mm-hmm. were awesome. Were awesome. <laughs> and you can't get away with that anymore. I don't think. I mean, I don't no. know. It just it, you can't recreate that time period with the, with movies like that. It's just impossible to do. Um, Cuz they're going to try to do, use these awesome special effects as CGI and green screen and Yeah, maybe they're going to pull some kind of hat trick on this thing and make it actually uh decent. I don't see how they can because I would say the odds are stacked against them. This this guy that that did the original Independence Day. Uh in the meantime, in between doing the original Independence Day and this new Independence Day, the original Independence Day came out in 1996. This Independence Day is coming out in 2016. In the meantime, he's been responsible for a lot of terrible movies. Mm. Movies like the 1998 version of Godzilla. I don't know if you remember that one. It I went and saw it in the theater. Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick. Uh, there was a song that Sean Combs did for it uh, with Led Zeppelin's uh-huh. sample. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's also responsible for Eight-Legged Freaks, mm. uh, The Day After Tomorrow, 10,000 B.C., 2012 10,000 BC is that Jack Black in the movie? I I don't think so. I okay. think it was like this really weird uh concept of yeah, no. it's like uh like prehistoric yeah. kind of weird thing. I remember that. Um Man, he does he does do a lot of weird like White House Down. I I don't know. This guy's been responsible for some terrible movies. And I mean I don't know what any of those movies went like on Rotten Tomatoes were, but I'm pretty sure that it, critics' consensus are this guy's making some bad movies. So yeah. anyway, I'm not exact. I don't have. I'm not filled with confidence that don't this have guy's a lot of gonna faith. gonna come through for uh, Independence Day two. You know what I'm. You know what I'm rooting for, Brian. I want them to use the exact same technology that they used in 1996. There you go. Because then I think I would actually believe that it was a sequel. Mm-hmm. And I think I would like it more. Probably. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the aliens. Yeah. The spaceship. It it, it, it looks like it's going to be pretty terrible. Uh, <sighs> I mean, uh, I just saw uh, on Wikipedia. Oh, this is kind of handy. On Wikipedia, they have the Rotten Tomatoes score of, um, of the, some of these films. <clears throat> 10,000 BC got an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. So. Wow. Not not positive. You said eighty. That's pretty good. <laughs> eight minus zero. Oh, eight percent. Um, so anyway, Glenn, yeah, I think you're right. I think this is going to be a terrible thing. <laughs> but we won't know until probably next year at this time. I'm telling you, man. If Will Smith had signed on, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to see it now. But I think even that's still, the only way you could get away with it. I the mean, only way. <clears throat> Jeff Goldblum's good. That's a good start. But you can't. He can't carry a picture. I mean. You know what I mean? He's the guy. He's he's the, like the other guy. Yeah, he's the sidekick. He's the he's the scene stealer kind of guy. Yeah, can't film a movie around a scene stealer. No, unless it's Jack Black. It's true. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only example I can think of. Yeah. Anyway, well, Dusty, 
Yeah. Western. Okay. 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 Yeah. He. He. Yes. Mm. Okay, Glenn. Well, that's. I, I think we're both in agreement that that's a terrible idea. Man, and I bet the rest of the gentleman community is in a thro- uh, thro- a froth, a froth, a frazzle, a frazzle, a frizzle, frazzle. A fr- they're frazzled about this. Yeah. They're well, frizzling. time will tell. Time will tell what the reaction is. I'm gonna go pop in uh, 10,000 BC when I get home. Eighty <laughs> percent. Wow. I would, I would eight. Oh, eight. Eight oh. percent. Hmm. Maybe I won't. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. Okay, Glenn. Well, it's time for the uh, question for the gentleman mailbag. Mm. Already? Already. Oh. Uh, and this week, Glenn, it's Fourth uh, of July tomorrow, and so the question is: um, What is your worst firework-related injury that you've ever sustained? Yeah, when this when this question came through the mailbag, I uh, immediately had a question of my own. And that is, is it injury that I've sustained, or is it injury that I've dealt? I think either way. I think either way. Okay. Well, I've been pretty fortunate. Um, uh, I, I've been pretty fortunate in not getting too badly hurt with fireworks. Um, I, I hope my mother isn't listening because she will, you know. I think it's been long enough, but I don't think she'll be Especially happy. Limitations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, growing up, we had bottle rocket wars, um, which were always a blast. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really ever get hit. Then I was pretty cagey, mm. hid behind people, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's good. I didn't like that, but it worked. It worked well Human for me. Shield, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but one, one, um, one year when I before I had married my wife. Um, but I was dating her. Her family met with my family at my parents' house, and we had a bottle rocket war. Uh-huh. And my father-in-law, uh, who was on the opposite team, yes. Um, actually, I say team. I think it was three people: my wife, my wife's sister, and my father-in-law to be, uh, and against me, which is fine. I can take it. You <clears throat> know, right. I'm, I'm. I can. I can deal. I can deal with this. Right. But my father-in-law, after a while of, you know, not getting close to me, mm-hmm. decides to... He, somewhere on my dad's property, he found a PVC pipe. And so he had this, like, basically, like, scope now that right. he would just aim with pinpoint accuracy. Right. And um, yada, 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 he tagged me in the kibbles. <laughs> and it was not pleasant. So that's the right. worst I've sustained. Mm. But in that same fight, I tagged my sister-in-law to be with the shot heard around the world... Um, got her in the thigh. Right. But um, it was amazing. It, the the bruise it left was like the size of a grapefruit, and it was gnarly. It was awesome. This is like um, this is like meet the parents. It was the, yeah, yeah. I hit a volleyball at her face. Yeah. right before the wedding. Yeah. No. Uh, Did they stop and say what's wrong? What's with wrong? You? I got hit in my <laughs> business. You. I got hit my cherry bombs. <laughs> uh, that's pretty. That's yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Gotta be quick. Mm-hmm. Gotta be quick in a bottle rocket war. Yeah. Gotta get low. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> anyway, what about mm-hmm. you, Brian? I uh, I don't think I don't think I've ever suffered hmm. a a injury at the hands of of fireworks. Hmm. Mostly because I never I never. I never played Roman Capital battles or bottle rocket battles. I never held a Roman candle and shot it. Dude. Really? I, I've done it since then. Since oh, I was in okay. my like the first time I ever did it was in my mid mid twenties or something like that. <laughs> I was uh brought up to fear and respect fireworks mm. first. Hmm. And so I never I never did that. Um so anyway, so I, I, I never sustained a major injury with fireworks. It's pretty good. Um, and so yeah, and I don't think I ever injured anybody else. And I don't maybe I, I don't recall if I did. I mean, I remember doing stupid stuff with fireworks, like you know, I don't know, being being too close to them when they're going off, or thinking something was go- something was out, but then it was still <laughs> alive. To- yeah, it's a good. Like, yeah, let me go take a look at this thing. I think the the uh, light went out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I never never got 
I don't know. I, I might have had one blow up close to me and gotten a blister or something at some point. I don't even remember that when I was a kid or something. But I don't. I don't know if that was me or if it was one of my friends. It's been too long now. I can't remember which which one it was. So I don't know. But the only ones I ever really played with when I was a kid were like Firecrackers, Ladyfingers. I think I remember I had some M60s at some point. M60s. Yeah. And then um, M80s. Maybe it was in Yeah, it was the weaker ones or whatever. Oh man, I know. But they're waterproof. You could throw them in water. Really? Yeah. Oh, I never did that. Oh yeah. Wow, I'm missing out. Yeah. See, that's the thing is like, why fireworks kept getting dumber, dumber down. They did. The older, like the older I got, they just got weaker and weaker and weaker. Stupid laws. I think probably later lady fingers are like M80s now. I think lady fingers like banned. Like like the the legit lady fingers. Because I remember all these stories of like, yeah, this guy was shooting off a ladyfinger and it blew his hand off. Well, you know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's just what parents tell their kids so they scare them. I think so. Because ladyfingers would not, you could you could hold it and blow it up and it would give you a blister, but it wouldn't do anything to you. Maybe I'm not thinking of, maybe ladyfingers. Ladyfingers are like the tiny little red things. Cherry bombs? I can't remember. Cherry bombs, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. M80s were pretty potent little. Yeah. But again, my wife... I mean, she grew up in an environment where her her family all lived like in, within three houses. Mm. So like she lived next to her grandparents, and then they right. had her grandparents, her uncle, and all their kids lived. And so they would literally shoot fireworks over the grandparents' house to try to hit their cousins <laughs> on the other side. Wow, they were nuts. You know, yeah. you ever play with the, the bees, like the little oh like, yeah. Like, her dad will just come up to you and just like toss a bee at you when you're not looking. I think I've noticed that. Which <laughs> is a little Yeah, you'll notice it quickly. Dis- yeah. Disconcerting. <laughs> yeah. I think I remember being over at your house one time when he was hanging out there with just shooting the light and bees and throwing them at people. So. Last last year we uh around the fourth of July, I think it was the third, maybe it was the fourth, I can't remember. He was uh, next door fixing his car. He and his brother underneath the car, and they're grunting around trying to like yeah. replace something, and you know, doing serious work. And mm-hmm. Lynn and I shoot um, these bottle rockets at them <laughs> while they're under the car, <laughs> and one of them got really close to them, oh. and they were not happy. Well, you know, you're you're hot and sweaty, and you're trying to you know figure something yeah. out. Not, not a good yeah missiles at you. It's not well. I'm not perfect, Brian. I'm a flawed human. It's true. Wait, what do you mean that's true? <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. Well, why? why you We're, all fl- really... We're all flawed. Oh, okay. So you yeah. say you agreed really quickly. Like No. It was you were a, thinking it. Yeah, it's... And, oh, okay. Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. I'm excited about 4th of July. Mm. Uh, I'm probably Love gonna be, the 4th of July. Probably going to do some grilling, I think, and watch some fireworks. Attaboy. You, do you have a good vantage point to watch fireworks from around the city? I don't think so. Not it's got really. an awesome deck. Just all covered with trees, woods, yeah. you know. Well, that's all right. I have, to, I have to travel. I can get on my roof, maybe. Oh, there you go. Watch from up there. There you go. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> kind of dangerous, but me, you know. Um, no, I don't know. We'll, I mean, we should try to figure something out. It's going to be a fun Fourth of July. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, no appendages are lost. Maybe it'll be the first time I may have an injury with fireworks. I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. Me too. You, um, <laughs> that'd be a hard one to explain. Uh, yeah. Come come Monday. It's true. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, that was the uh, patriotic Fourth of July episode of the Gentleman Podcast, otherwise known as Episode Sixty Six. Mm. Now, this is actually Sixty Six for cataloging purposes. This is Episode Sixty Six. Okay. So <clears throat> yes. Okay. I enjoyed it mightily. I did too. I think that the uh, the root beer was too sweet. Yeah. You can only have one. No. And then by the end of that one, you don't like it anymore. I don't think I finished mine. I mean, it's really good. It really is. It but is it's good. like root beer. Yeah. You don't ever finish the root beer. No. It's just Do you ever much. finish the root beer? Yeah. It's just too much. It's too sweet. I don't think I can finish any pop anymore. I'm just so old now. Yeah. When you're a kid, you're like a little hummingbird. You yeah, it's true. And you're yeah. good. Mm-hmm. But... Anyway. Well, all right, Glenn. Well, that was episode 66. Mm-hmm. I hope everybody out there has a spectacular 4th of July. Safe. Stay safe, safe and spectacular 4th of July. Mm-hmm. I will be very patriotic. I'll be watching patriotic movies all week. Nice. Um, so, 
I'm excited about it. Four day weekend. Mm-hmm. It's be gonna great. be awesome. Uh, all right, everybody, have a good Fourth of July. Thank you for listening to the episode sixty six, the patriotic. Wait, this is 65 or 66? 66. This was 66, so we're looking forward to 67. 67 is the next one. That's going to be awesome. I'm a little slow. It's going to be awesome, 67. Okay. Uh, Yeah, well. But uh, anyway, I'm Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Stansbury. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Good night.